You're listening to episode 39 of the Social Strategy Mum podcast, and today I'm talking to my good friend and client, Amy Mingan. She's a naturopath and a business mentor, and we're talking all about the feminine model of doing business. Welcome to the Social Strategy Mum podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Partridge, and this is our time to talk all things social media for mums in business. Let's grow your impact and your income whilst juggling the reality of mum life. Ready to get into it? Let's go. Well, hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Social Strategy Mum podcast and live show. I am so excited to be able to introduce you to uh, to you, one of my clients, and hopefully I can say now, friends... Amy Mingan. She is a naturopath and now she's kind of moved more into the business space. And so I asked her to come on today, share a bit of her story. And we're also going to get in and talk a little bit about the idea of feminine business. So welcome, Amy. Thanks, Caroline. Thanks for having me. So happy to have you here. All right. So tell us your story because I introduced you as a naturopath. Uh, but there's a lot more pieces to the pie of Amy right now. So let us in on how that's all happened. Yeah. Okay. So let's just say that I've been a naturopath for 12 years and I've always had this thing about women's health, women's hormones, helping tired moms, all the various things. And I guess as I went through my own journey as, you know, the preconception pregnancy being a new mom, I sort of stepped other women through that at the same time. And I got to a point probably like three, four years ago now where I was like, oh, I really enjoy it, but I feel like there's something else for me. And I started like putting it out there. Now, what else is there for me? What else is there for me? And it kept like tapping at me like yoga, yoga, yoga. So I studied to be a yoga teacher. Really, really love that. It's probably one of the first times in my life when I do yoga that I get into a flow state that I truly am just so present that it I'm never looking at the clock that it's just like this beautiful flow of it's like an expression but it's like this feeling of energy within me as well and the cool thing was I I figured out how to meld my naturopathy and my yoga together so I created naturopathic yoga which serves oh, 600 different members at the moment um, And that gets basically prescribed by natural health practitioners in their clinic to their clients. And then they utilize my platform. And if that wasn't enough, (laughs) I then went, okay, so that part's good. That's, that's running along nicely. I've got my clinic and I've got my online, you know, my online platform, my memberships going. I started to have other naturopaths and nutritionists start to ask me, so how do I do this? And I've got this website and how do I do this? And I was just doling out all this information for free because I just love it. And then there was this, you know, I um, read the Chilpreneur book by Denise DT and she talked in there. It was like this really awesome part where it's like, if it comes easy to you and you feel like you could talk about it all day, you have to charge for it. And I was like, oh. Okay, I have to charge for it. (laughs) And so I just like created a rate and like had people just fill my books who were other naturopaths nutritionists who needed help with their online part of their business. So they wanted help anything from marketing to Facebook ads to 
how to do various like copywriting on their website and all the different things. They're just like, how do you create the thing so that people listen? And, and how do I get more cash flow? And how do I do this in my business? And so that has now evolved so that I can serve more in one time. I've now got a mastermind. And so I definitely step them through not only the, you know, the systems and the processes in business, but also how to actually be themselves in that business. So yes. yeah, it really floats my boat. Um, and yeah, I'm super excited to share more with you today. Yes. Awesome. Okay. That's so, I think it's just so important to see people's evolution through business and to see, um, well, for me, I like to see in action this thing that I'm always talking about, which is that we just have to keep moving forward and keep taking action based on what feels like the right next thing to do. And it creates this beautiful evolution of an amazing business. And it's so interesting that you mentioned uh, this idea of whatever like lights you up, whatever you're talking about all the time, that's what you should be doing. But also it's okay to get paid for that. Um, and that can be a very interesting concept for some people because they're like, oh, like, is it okay for me to get paid for that? Uh, you know, should I be getting paid for that? Can I charge more for that? So there's a lot of kind of stuff that's kind of caught up in there. That progression of your business is, is such a perfect segue into this idea of feminine business because ultimately you've embodied those ideas as you've gone along that process. So for our audience out there that might be right now thinking, well, like, what does she mean? by feminine business, what, what does it mean to you? So what it means to me is really honoring each day where I'm at and each part of my cycle or my season, because what I originally started doing in business was like, I guess a bit of the more masculine style. Oh, I have to do all of the things and I'm ticking off all of my to-do lists. But the, the feminine aspect is like that creative side and that allowing and that receiving. I was way too busy doing to actually stop and receive. And you don't even necessarily have to stop. Maybe stop isn't the right word. It's, it's being more receptive to the things in your life, the people around you, the relationships that you're building and just allowing those to evolve. So eventually you're going from this big action model into more of the receiving model and really tuning into those times. Like, so I go very much in alignment with being a health practitioner, women's health. I go very much in alignment with the menstrual cycle. So like winter, having your period, slowing down, just being really intuitive, writing down ideas, being more meditative, slower, coming out of that into spring, allowing things to grow, starting new things. This is action time. This is where you start like making meetings. You, you start like creating new projects. You start new ideas. And then you come into summer where you're ovulating and this is where you're more generally have more energy and you feel like you're sort of like at the top of the mountain, the sun is on you, you're shining and you're ready to let everybody know who you are and what you're doing. Then you come out the other side, you're coming into autumn and autumn's where you start to like close off those loops and you start to really slow down again, getting in preparation for winter. So for me, I really honor those cycles and I know like you might be listening to this and thinking, oh my gosh, if I need to do something one week, I'm not going to wait until it's action time to do it. 
Yeah. Exactly. Obviously. But there's a, if you respect your own natural cycle and you try and put the bulk of your action things or your starting things into that part, you will be so much more productive and your energy that you show up with is so much more in alignment and you enter a flow state so much easier. Mm, that's yeah. Okay. So I've definitely found this to be true for me, but I'll be honest. I really only came across this whole concept maybe six months ago. And so um, maybe it's not an accident that six months ago was when I started to kind of get on the path that I really wanted to be on, which just dropped in for me right then. So I guess one thing that I would kind of let's like make this really kind of practical. How do you use these concepts when it comes to building and planning the pieces of your business? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Good question. So if you're going, let's, let's take it through the seasons. Like winter time is when I'm most in tune. So I spend more time slowing down and meditating and journaling. I feel like, um, to, so to, for, I step into my full woo around winter (laughs) and I feel like you know like that connection with source the connection with mother earth the connection is just so there and you don't need to try it's like you're just already connected so if you do journal and you do the free writing the amount of messages that you get through that of good ideas of of ways to think about things is just incredible Mm. and then the next part that's when you hit the action station so anything you've been creating like list wise things that you want to start ideas that have happened in the two weeks leading up to spring that is the time to action it. So that is the best time to start something new, the best time to like say that you're launching something, the best time to invite people into a group, the best time to um, announce that you've got a new program about to happen, all of that sort of stuff. And then like your summer, if you can possibly organize it this way. So anytime you're around ovulation, that is the best time to be around more people. So if you're going to have, let's say you're creating a webinar or you're creating like a face-to-face event, eventually we'll get there. Then people will be able to come and see you when you are feeling most in your power, when you're feeling um, more so. I would always just like say that women are their most... um, flamboyant they're most charismatic yeah when they're ovulating so we tend to glow more we tend to be more confident so that's the time when you want to be in front of an audience um, and show up more so you could even if you're wanting to like batch content batch your videos around ovulation Mm. if you know you've got the you've got your plan for the next few weeks then do all your videos in one go around ovulation when you're feeling like you're being in front of the camera compared to day one of your period where you're like, I just want to go to bed now. Yes. So, you know, like it's really like honoring those cycles. It would be like closed cart would happen if you're doing a launch, closed cart would happen in autumn, for example, because you're literally closing the loop. So that's just a few sort of ideas if someone were to think of how could I implement some of this? That's that's some ideas of how you would do it and how to sort of just plan things out for the future. If you're currently like really stuck in that um, masculine paradigm of like work, 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 work every day, but you're feeling exhausted, like maybe it's time to sort of start thinking about how can you be more receptive and how mm. can you actually take that step back and like have that, you know, alternative perspective on your business and your life so that you can actually enjoy it. 
because I definitely used to just do all the things and tick all the boxes and stress out and not really feel like I got anywhere. Whereas I've literally just launched my podcast and it was the best, like most carefree launch of my life. <laughs> it was so fun. So yes. yeah. Yeah. So there's two places that I want to go quickly though. Let's uh, follow where you just went then. Give me, what is, what was the biggest game changer when it came to launching that podcast? What, you know, you said that it was, it was amazing and it felt light and, and easy. What was, what was a couple of things that you did that made sure that that was the case? So number one, I figured out that I'm what's considered a non-specific manifester. So for me, I need to get into the feeling of how it feels when I complete a task. I'm really good at starting stuff. I haven't always been good at finishing it. So the feeling of putting it out there, the feeling of somebody smiling when they get a, you know, that gold piece of information in their ears, like the feeling of like sharing my information and sharing my voice with even just one person. Like that feeling is such a good feeling. So for me, it was like really embodying that feeling um, and getting more so in the flow of that. Mm. And then um, number two, it would be like making sure that you're talking to someone who's done it before. Like I chatted to you and was like, okay, so what did you learn? And what else, what else am I missing here? And I sort of like chatted through the info. Like if we're talking like that first part that I talked about, it's probably more so the feminine aspect. Mm. And this part is probably more so the, the masculine aspect of like what, what structure do I need in place so that I can ensure that the flow state can continue and then it can, that it can be implemented time and time again without me having to go, oh, I've forgotten this part. Oh, I need to send that. Oh, I need to remember to do that. Instead, it's just like, now what, what part am I up to? Okay, cool, I've done that. And what's the next part? Okay, cool, cool I've done that. That's you know, so, a different aspect to it. Yes, and this is so interesting because um, there has to be a balance of the feminine and masculine. You cannot be a 100% in one space because each has their own place. And so I think it's important to say that we're not suggesting that you only ever be in the feminine space because we do have to have that place for strategy and that place for all of that kind of stuff. And, and it's funny because having some processes and structure actually gives freedom to creativity. Whereas so many people think that the processes and the structure are going to constrain the creativity. And I have not found that to be the case at all. I've found that that little bit allows you to just explode all around that. It's, it's so interesting. So to go then to the other place that I just wanted to take us for that conversation, um, can you give us a little bit of an insight into how these cycles work for someone who isn't currently cycling? So either um, pregnant, um, postmenopause, uh, or there's some other medical issue going on that means that we're not we're not necessarily going through those seasons set out like that. Yeah, definitely. So if you're not so if you're somebody who's not currently with menstrual cycle for whatever reason, um, I would say go in with the moon. So winter is new moon. And then spring is halfway between new moon and full moon. And then uh, summer is full moon. And then halfway between 
full moon and new moon is autumn. Yeah. 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 So focus on it in that way. Um, there's lots of like really, there's free apps to find out like where's the moon cycle up to. Yes. Um, so you can sort of plan things up, up like that. Uh, I find that that, yeah. And then there's, there's some women who will be the opposite to that. So if you're the opposite of that, then just switch it around. Meaning yeah. if you used to, if you know that you used to bleed on a full moon, then just go with that, you know, yes. and then yeah, vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I'm in the situation where I, like my cycle is not 28 or 29 days. So I'm kind of moving randomly around those cycles. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was important and I I, I kind of led you down the path there like to head for the moon because it definitely um, can play into it even for someone who is having a menstrual cycle. The moon itself can have quite an effect on the universe in general as well, depending on where it's at and what's happening. Um, we were having a conversation just before we started recording about um, at the time of recording, we're right in the middle of the situation uh, in the United States with um, with serious civil unrest and such an explosion of racism and anti-racism and so many big conversations about that. And we were talking about the fact that right now there's some significant instability in where the moon is at and an upcoming eclipse and all that kind of stuff. So it's just, I find it so interesting to be aware of the cosmic forces and then the forces within our own body and how all those things kind of come together and how we can use them to inform the way we do business as well. So it's such a powerful conversation. So if you, if you could, so if there's someone out there that's listening to this and this is kind of a newer concept for them, um, what's sort of the one tip that you could give them to kind of get started on this process of leaning into that more feminine side? I would suggest, well, first of all, bring more awareness as to where they're up to in the season or the cycle. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to like track everything every day, but like, if you feel like you're getting stuck, then look it up and just be like, oh, maybe I am supposed to rest today. Or if you get all these ideas, but like you're, you've gone to some sort of meeting and take your notebook with you. If you're like getting all these downloads of ideas, you've got to like record that because trust me, our minds, like we don't remember. I know we like to think we have good (laughs) memories, but we don't. (laughs) So we really need to write these things down. Um, As rude as maybe as it might sound, Mm. um, sitting with some people sometimes, but like literally we've got to like, we've got to record this stuff. Um, And if you, once you take that first step, you just start to become more aware in all the different aspects. So I think it's just like ask yourself the question, where am I up to? And then go look it up and then you'll know what the next, the next logical step will just come through for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because it is just an awareness. It's just, it's not, it doesn't have to be do your entire one year plan for your business right now based on your menstrual cycle and then lock everything in, you know, and that's how we do it. Do you know what I mean? Cause that, that's the extreme end. Like, and yeah. some people might be like, Oh, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Really. It's just checking in with ourselves. Yeah. Where am I at? How am I feeling about this? Then why might I be feeling like that based on where we're at? 
in this whole situation? And then yep. what do I, what do I do next? Is it the time to push? Is it the time to step back? You know, what's, as you said, what's the next right step? Yeah. And only, you know, that for you, like, I have to say that there's been times in my life where I've entrusted that information with someone else and it never oh, felt right. Yes. And so for me, as soon as I realized that I'm my own guru and that I actually have the answer for where I'm at, holy moly, what opens up then? Yes. Oh, that is, yes. I'm so, yes. I'm so grateful that you said that because absolutely do not outsource that shit. <laughs> like <laughs> you want to do some outsourcing in your business? I'm all for it, but do not outsource that inner knowing. Yep. Yeah. Well, like I'm going to stop right there because there's no more perfect way to finish this episode. Thank you so, so much, Amy, for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Caroline. It's so much fun. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Strategy Mum podcast. For more, make sure you hit subscribe and head to socialstrategymum.com. See you next week.